going to start at all um you know we're still waiting for shadow length of reformat um it's taking a little longer yeah we're, we're using a new language yeah i kind of fucked up the plug too like i had to get it like uh one of those compat uh, compatibility things and i got the wrong one well you also know that when you put in the usb you're gonna be wrong until the third time you try it it's true. This is very true. Uh, this is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Low Life Podcast. Um, it's Coin Ops McGillicuddy here again with Scum. Hello. And we are going to uh, continue our story from last week oh, just, concerning just writing that high of digital technology. Yeah. Everybody's still hanging out at home, still burning CDs on a disc. From a disc. Oh, <laughs> so excited for Y two K. Yeah, is this, and uh, you know is this, it, this this. Okay, I was gonna say this is the episode where Scum is like, I was conscious for this. I did these things. Right. You know, and and, and this is where our story starts out. Everything is fine. Everything <laughs> fine. You know what? Yeah, everything was fine. Nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. It was great. <laughs> Why? It's 1999. The world great. is not going to end. Operation Desert Storm. Uh, 9-11 yeah. hasn't happened yet. Right. Everything's okay. Y- Y2K is still only making appearances in science fiction. It's not even like made it to mainstream media so much. Oh, like, it's going to though. And it's going to... We're yeah. gonna. We might have to do a whole episode on the rise of the militia movement. But anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We're, for, but everything's fine for now yeah for now everything is fine you got friends sharing music you got exposure to music that isn't on the radio you got Uh-oh. people forming bonds right it's gonna be like this forever right yeah 1999 napster Woo. napster as many of you know was a peer-to-peer file sharing service you wanted a rare region specific ep from a sludge rock band out of eugene origin napster <laughs> You want the full live set from Fish's performance at Red Rock? Better clear the week and tell everybody not to call you ahead of time. Napster. Um, You want a virus? Of course you don't, but that's true. Why did you queue up a misspelled Lincoln Park track called Number? Oh, man. It was... Man, I know LimeWire hasn't come around yet, but, like, this was the the birth. 
we're so much. Um, and to be fair, understand what this did. Well, like Napster was was just the first huge one. Like there were yeah. still small kind of like little invite only sort of groups and stuff where you'd be able to do that, but it still sucks. It's dial up, right? Sure. And even as Napster starts, it's still dial up. Yeah. We haven't really gotten into broadband yet. Everything I can't just take. I can't reiterate it enough for those who didn't experience it how bad, like dial up. You don't. Broadband. You don't even know. You don't. Like you, you do not. You, you are spoiled. Know. You don't yeah. understand. Oh, it's taken 10 seconds for this page to open. Oh, sweet summer child. Like We used to be able to click on a website, go take a complete shit, and then come back and it would almost be loaded. I it was like, Oh, if it was image heavy, forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, forget about you, it. You better hope it was all text. Yeah. Oh, you don't even know. Oh, and it, and it's And a loss, they didn't know what the fuck to do, right? No. So this was... Okay, this is a special period of time where I know, okay, like, we got boomers now. You don't understand. They were all coherent and conscious back then. To a kind degree. They, they, they had all their brain cells. They weren't on the verge of death. Right. They, like, they made laws. I mean, they still do now, unfortunately. But, like, right. they definitely made laws back then. And... They had, and you think boomers are bad now? They had. This was witch, all witchcraft, dude. They were barely still getting their brains around how good that Dire Straits album sounded. <laughs> and then suddenly, I was able to like log on to this fucking thing on a computer and hope for the best. That you know, yes, they just figured out records were a thing. Oh no, 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 no! They were they were well into records. Like they they were well into CDs at this point. They, CDs were the high end. They would. This was ephemeral to them. This was like, like, this was, oh, how are you getting music out of the air? You know, kind of shit. They understand like, how they, the internet worked, basically, like, at all. Well, well it's, it's alchemy. Yeah. Hang on a second. Aesop James McGillicuddy. You gotta come down here, bud. Come here. Here. Is he yeah, I'm keeping all this in. Oh, he's pirating music up there. Yeah, he's mad because someone's on the phone. <laughs> He's, his internet, but like I his said, internet's been bricked because someone's on the phone. Right. But like I said, like uh, the Laws didn't know what to do. Yeah. So they enlisted the help of a millionaire drummer at the peak of his band's fame to cry about pirating. Jesus fucking Christ, I remember this. Yeah, yeah see, unlike the tapers who followed the Grateful Dead, Lars Ulrich got butt hurt. Um oh, God. If you know anything about the music history, you'd know like that they how they only backed their stars. Yep. Give me one second here. Do, 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 Yeah, that's right. Come here. Yeah, grab your toy. Get your little fry lock. Come here. Here we go. Okay, okay. we're back. Um, that music I was that. singing was copyrighted. Mm, yeah, so if this gets taken down, blame the ghost Alex Trebek, I guess. I don't know. So, like, like I was saying in the last episode, if these record labels they would you know set up some indie singer like with one album out there probably wouldn't be as much press but there'd like at least be an argument right sure regardless the die was cast and you know for those who don't know, lars Ulrich is going to make a little bit more noise than like some folks for those who don't know who was lars well lars is a drummer for metallica thank you I like two Metallica albums, and they all came before Injustice for All. So I like, like exactly none of them. 
Yeah, no, they were there. No, I like their old shit. Yeah, I like their old yeah, shit. Yeah. But they, after they started, they were like, we're never going to do music videos. And then they did a music video. And I was like, well, that's that's that, I guess. It's like old men crying. Yeah, now all I, I see is like that picture of James Hetfield, like walking with like sandals and shorts on with a bunch of clothes from like Gucci and shit. Like in his, you know, it's just like, yeah, man, Didn't you're trying so to make one album dark. Like without Lars. No, like without I don't think drama. so. I know that they like fired Jason Newstead after, you know, for no reason because they're fucking fuck them. Yeah. I don't care. So old men are yelling. Before this, yeah, before I, this turns into the uh, coin ops doesn't like Metallica rant. Uh, yeah, we could both do that for a while, but yes. Like I said, regardless, the die was cast, okay? And even though Napster managed to peak at around 80 million users, they were forced to shutter by 2001. That's impressive. This is early man. 2001. Fuck. I, I, and, I, you know, I never thought about their numbers. I'm like, for 2001 internet, that's a lot. That's fucking nuts. That's nuts. That's, that's fucking nuts. Numbers. Because there's only like 320 million people in the country. That's that's like a percentage. And then you have to like, you know consider how it's many like of them f- have internet and computers and like that's a fourth of the country. Yeah, or like yeah, that's 25 percent basically. Sure, expensive. Right? So, and yeah, nowadays the name Napster still exists, but it's as and also ran streaming service for like 10 bucks a month. Yeah, like it's just turned into like a Spotify. It's you too, know what I mean? yeah, it's too close. And it doesn't have many things. And, and fortunately, uh, you know, when Napster went down, we still had Kazaa and LimeWire and U-Torrent and uh-huh. a shitload. There were a shitload of these. Oh, man. Like, that was, man, that was when it fucking existed, man. Like, if you wanted mm-hmm. weird fucking music, and there was some weird, dark, fucked up shit. But it was like, because then they expanded the video. But, like, things were. See, you could just download your heart's content as long as you have strong, strong antivirus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even at first, it wasn't a like that wasn't the big like that's how people got into it because the virus stuff showed up like in a couple seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like immediately you were able to get stuff like a, one of my pride and joy like tracks is uh, DJ Shadow featuring Zach De La Roca, Mar- Drums of Death, I think it's called. Yeah. Or March of Death. It's a March of Death. I play it a lot. And it sounds good. It's like a re- still like this thing has survived 20 fucking one years of me transferring it from one hard drive to another to a disc back to another hard drive. Oh, corruption just, isn't real. And, well, not on this one. This <laughs> one sounds as good as the fucking day I got it. It's like, that's just unreal how this one worked out. And then everything after that was like dad having to buy a new computer every four months because I didn't know what the fuck virus was. Oh, dude, I destroyed so many computers back that year in those years. Oh, yeah. I'm like my. My well, and not, now my mom was not pleased. And now, like you know, even then, like you were able to like email music to people if you went say track it was by track. Fucking wild. Well, you weren't. You know, you couldn't do a whole album because it only allow so many like bits or whatever. Like yeah, you know, it, it makes to fucking email. But you could go. Track, but yeah. You email a track, they email you back. I got it. You email them the second track, they email you back. I got it. And there were like, like websites starting to crop up. I remember at this time where. <laughs> you people did put like you could just download shit and it wasn't great right it wasn't good no but it was there and it worked and this is right i imagine you'll get to it since a lot of people in a tizzy yeah well as napster fell in 2001 apple released the ipod alongside the itunes music app man okay? and, and the ability to carry a bunch of music and something that would fit in your pocket fired a shot across the bow of physical media what? i still have my man i still have my i have a i have like a it was my mom had fucking the 
out you can't buy them anymore because all of these good things are discontinued but it was like the mini one like the one you could fit in your pocket yeah you could probably eat it it was that small yeah and oh yeah the nano yeah, yeah and it, incredibly dangerous you could lose it very easily but it was incre- it was an incredible piece of technology at the time yeah, i had the like 200 some gig one because i was like yeah all right fuck fuck it i have money i'm gonna get this thing i still have it still works yeah like there were in- i only have two things i can plug it into because it has a very proprietary plug oh i bet it does <laughs> but it's, despite the fact that they're fucking tools it was like that's an incredible piece of tech like for the time oh no absolutely incredible piece of technology i would even say even still i'm impressed by them i like it well i mean that's all my fucking look i still have one i just call it a phone now yeah, basically. Because I, yeah. I have a massive fucking hard drive on it. I got a shit ton of music on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I use it mostly for music. But it was a good I idea. A, think about it. It was a good idea. You know, before the time of the smartphone, you just had this fucking brick or like yeah. ill. No, you get, you're going to go for a walk. You put it in your pocket. It's not going to skip. You don't have to switch a cassette. You don't have to switch a disc. Clean, you can program a fucking playlist. Mm-hmm. It had eventually, we'll get into it, but they had this really cool genius feature. Um, But we'll get into that. Okay. That's uh so gone were the massive flip books of cds not really gone mine are still sitting yes yeah, they're got mine. <laughs> yeah they're, they're they're not going in there no. but you're not carrying them everywhere you're not like yeah. two extra briefcases along with your fucking backpack full of shit you know and this device the size of seven stacked credit cards contained all of them yep. and then some it's like you could just amazing period of time like the little of, magic box the amount of music being like in your fucking uh, MySpace page and your right. blog, like it's the it's. I distinctly remember being online and just music was fucking everywhere. You know, like right. people could put these and embed them into th- into websites. Now you they're they're uh, we're gonna get player media players. Oh, the media yeah. player was my thing. Like the media <laughs> player was like a whole entire thing of like you know. Well, yeah, and I literally consciously chose not to get into like the just the different types of media players. So many. Because like Windows Media Player was the shit. It was yeah. so good. It was. It was so it, it good. Was. Emphasis on was, but was like, was right because back when what's it, what's the the new good one is uh, what VLC? Uh, VLC Media Player. Yeah, I could play literally anything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's probably like the best that's one going. The best like one. as far as but there was like a thing too for like Media Player back in the day of like skinning it, like but skins on mm-hmm. it, make it look different. It was this whole thing because that was it. That is what right. you played music on in your computer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the- and you have a little window with some crazy, you know, fucking vector graphics doing yeah. some trippy shit while you're like listening to Paul Van Dyke's words, you know, like exactly. Yeah, and like it's yeah, you gotta understand because now you're just saturating it. But like back then, it's like it, music was it was so much easier to get a hold of than any other period of time. Yeah, it re- yeah, it really, was really was like it really you felt know that it was just there. And and the iPod wasn't the only contender, um, nor is it still. But we're, we're going to get to that. And um, sure. the first one uh, came from the. Uh, it was called the MP Man from South Korea in 1998. It cost 250 bucks, Damn. and it could it could hold a whopping 32 megabytes. Damn. And you could upgrade it to 64 megabytes for another 69 dollars yeah nice um 1999 saw the sensory science rave mp 2100 which had an upgradable memory slot and a microphone so you could just like walk and talk into it and it would save it right onto your flash drive (laughs) yeah i love that 
that's impressive though. You can fucking talk into it, save it. Yeah. That's that is impressive. And later that very same year, uh, the <laughs> Remote Solutions Personal Jukebox PJB one hundred released with a hard drive like from a fucking laptop and it boasted a whopping 4.8 gigs of memory for the low low price of 800 bucks and it was big damn yeah i was like i'm like i could fucking walk down the street wearing a brick yeah yeah it's like fucking hard you don't understand you're not you're you're literally putting this thing in a backpack like you're not yeah like hard drives were huge back then too like yes gotten smaller but i for i forget that thinking about it like Used to oh be, yeah, this thing used to be big. You could fucking kill somebody with this thing. I fucking like. You could, I mean, Jesus Christ. So th- now, now we're back up to current. The first iPod was this tiny little thing mm-hmm. that started with five gigs. It was two, like point two gigs bigger than this eight hundred dollar thing, and it was four hundred bucks. But catches, it was only Mac compatible. Aha! There it is. But they corrected this a year later with a Windows compatible version that was 20 gigs just in a year. They were like, eh, fuck it. We'll go four times bigger. Sure. And then, you know, there were others like the Zune. You could tell who a Zune owner was by the way they say things like, this was a pretty solid device, actually. Or I really liked mine. It's a shame they never took off. <laughs> um, I didn't know too many no. people who were. Who I didn't know one. I didn't know. I've never known person. a human being. To notice <laughs> never fucking talked to them. Probably didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, good God. My mediums I, were CDs and the fucking iPod. Like, I don't. Did, did you have a Nokia uh, gamepad thing? What the fuck was that called? Oh, the Lynx? No, I. No. We couldn't fucking afford that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be the same person. No. You know what I mean? It's like that third member of uh, the Black Eyed Peas, yeah. the guy that keeps trying to make bad a tech. Apartment complex. Hell no. <laughs> I didn't fucking know anybody. Yeah, no. I'm lucky the water brand. So it's like. <laughs> By the time we get to 2005, iTunes is starting already to outpace physical media in terms of sales. You know, there and, was a period of time that looked like like Mac. I mean, Mac basically ruled the world. Like. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of personal use medium, yeah. like media and, and, and devices, they kind of do. Because, like, they, I look, I don't know what fucking iPhone this is. I, I haven't had any problems with it. Same. Uh, it's yeah, it's old as shit. It's like four or five generations behind. And I'm like, like Android, I pay month to month, and it's great. If I, the last time I had an Android, I didn't even download an app on purpose. It just came embedded with shit that fucked with my phone. Nah, I, I ripped all that shit up. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to get a device that works when I ask it. But there to, was like a know? period of time where, like, especially in the early aughts, that like oh god, Macabre yeah, fucking world. Like there were commercials constantly. Those like weird silhouetted things with people dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was. And you couldn't get away from it. Like, and let's not. I let's not. Why? Well, yeah, it wasn't accessible. Like we weren't like again. This is there's a reason why I was introduced to like a fucking Windows computer instead of a Mac. For sure, like, everybody was because Mac. It, I, there was a period of time where Windows kind of marketed itself as like the business, like the workhorse shit. Right. Yeah, and and Apple was doing the artist, yes. you know, creative thing. hipster and, entertainment kind of. To be fair, I'm not like. Here's the thing: I don't have the money to build the system I would need to run fucking Pro Tools. Patreon.com/slash Joker. Nor do I have the interest in spending time at this age <laughs> to learn how to use Pro Tools. However, 
Yes, sir. I have been using Logic on Apple for the last 10, 12 years, and I really fucking like it, and I still don't know how everything about it. And uh, yeah, just give me a goddamn thing that goes when I hit the button. That's all I want. I don't want to get under the fucking hood. I'm way too old for that. I've never been interested in that. I've been much more interested in what the tool does for me than the tool itself. That's my fucking problem. Yep. And if I didn't have that loan money from college, I never would have gotten a Mac. I would have gotten some cheap $400 fucking laptop that I probably would have swapped out four times by now. Because that's always what happened. My previous laptop, I got like it was a pretty new one that my dad was using, and he was just like, "Well, I just get one from you know the business and whatever. It's not a problem." Because he was working at the shop at the time. In the middle of the night, before I had a bunch of papers due, turned off, powered down, and closed. My laptop turned on and decided to grind its hard drive into shards. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no fucking idea why. It's incredible. If I if I track my like PC usage like story, it's literally just tragedy after tragedy to the point where I'm like, I've had enough abuse. I will pay the extra money to have a device that I don't have to fuck with. Oh, that would be great. Man. I mean, they are. If they could just make a Windows machine, <laughs> and I didn't have to fucking subscribe to every goddamn service that I used to be able to just buy. Well, that's Microsoft being Microsoft. I mean, like all these. Or it's Adobe being Adobe. Yeah, I mean, it's all these fucking companies. Like, I mean, yeah. Microsoft's the one who like pioneered making you pay dlc yeah exactly yeah. like i mean windows as an operating system is the death of was the death of freeware dude like, clippy was a psyop man he just fucking paved the way for all this shit insane up yeah, i'm not i'm not even considering that a joke i agree with you yeah, yeah, right. 100% yeah, right. i'm telling you man clippy's evil clippy is um evil. i miss him though. so they I do miss him but iTunes is outpacing physical media here. It's 2005. The advantages of this are becoming obvious yes. to anyone who has them. It's kind of like, like, like people are starting to come around to the idea of just like buying a song from an artist instead of, or, or, or like a band that they like instead of like the whole fucking album, mainly because it eliminated the risk of buying an album to find out that like the song you liked was the only decent one in the whole bunch. Yep. Smash Mouth. Yeah, like you could. I love Walking on the Sun. Okay, unironically, I do not like the rest of that album. I'm sorry, yeah, that's it's not my fucking. It's not my cup of tea. It pissed me off. I had a bunch of albums like that. Well, again, this is the whole point of like you know sharing shit. Like people would just share songs or just embed a yeah. song into it or just let into something. Like yeah. you didn't have to. It, it's interesting how that worked, right? Of that, you mm -hmm. could just buy the it that became a thing of like holy shit, you could just buy the song. And I'm sure that had some weird reaper, some piss somebody off somewhere. Well, I mean, there's all these people that are just like, oh, man, but I only write albums and shit. And I was like, yeah, but. So, yeah, now we have like fucking singles or, or double EPs and it's. Oh, yeah. No, my my one complaint at like, say, Apple Music now is say a band I really like comes out and they release a single early, but they release it as a single and not merely an early release from their album. I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode because they still haven't quite fixed this yet. So say like I, I get a song and then that song also appears on an album that releases later. When I buy that album, it won't download the song because I have the single, but the single won't situate itself in the album, in the position that it's in on the album. I hate <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? That sounds annoying. Yeah. Right. If I buy both of them, I own both of them, but uh, as we'll see, you don't own shit. Yep. Um, anyway, between uh, Napster's grand opening, grand closing, 
internet radio came into the game in a major, major fucking way. Man, it was weird. Andorra arrived at the beginning, having its origins in the Music Genome Project. Yeah, whose work God. we actually really take for granted. I like, still can't like. I still I used to listen to Pandora a lot in college. Yeah, I uh-huh. still can't believe they're around. That was they're incredible. It, they are incredible. It's <laughs> it's. Well, how it started is pretty incredible, okay. and the fact that it, it it's well, like I don't really have any major complaints with them or anything. It's just not the way I do with say Spotify. Yeah, the, the, the music. We got to take a second on the music genome project because I was like, the fuck is that? Um, the idea was to I'm waving my hands. Okay, capture the essence of music at the most fundamental level. <laughs> um, each song is represented by approximately 450 musical genes where each gene corresponds to a characteristic of the music, such as gender of lead vocalist, prevalent use of groove, level of distortion on electric guitar, type of background vocals, uh, etc. Okay? Okay. It's, it's an early attempt at trying to break, like, you know, music down to a weird fundamental level that isn't... Oh, it's like what Spotify does when it tries to curate shit like we... Well, we're going to get to that, okay. right? So... The Music Genome Project divides music into five categories, which is actually seven. <laughs> the first category is pop slash rock. That's two. I'm sorry. They're not the same. Yeah, they're not. Um, the second one is hip-hop electronica, which, good argument for that. Yeah. But not quite the same. You know, Cross like... Cross-pollinate. They're very much... That's that's a damn... That's a very... Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's 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 almost a circle, the Venn diagram of it. But the differences are very noteworthy. Um, then you have uh, jazz, you have world music, and you have classical. What the fuck is world and, music? World music is, uh, I am not, it is music not performed by one of the white males, cis males that came up with these criteria. Yes, yeah, seriously. Like, so it's it, it could literally be like something from the depths of Congo, or it could be from Northern Ireland. It's world music. Okay. Um, yeah. So according to them, pop rock have 150 genes. Rat has 350 genes. Jazz has 400 genes, and world classical is like 300 to 450 genes. Wait, you, what? The, they summed up the entire world's music with only 300. Okay. Well, we're talking 300 to 450. It depends on like instrumentation. You know what I'm saying? Like what instruments are being used, and that's more than pop rock. Pop rock's 150 because it's always the same instruments typically Fair enough. you know okay until you start putting synthesizers into it and then what types of synths etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, like you know industrial and then they yeah well because there's a huge there's a huge difference between like a pink anthem and like an erasure song yeah you know what i mean because like erasure is all synth everything that they use is electronic like they own the first gear they ever owned they have like a room that's like six degrees warmer than the rest of the house at all times because they got to keep that shit plugged in you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that's a little bit different than like production company, session musicians, mm-hmm. live instruments being processed into, you know, a time code kind of like, you know, certain bands did with their drummers on the black album. <laughs> anyway, um, they got these nerds and they got some jeans. Right. And once they have the songs mapped, a list of similar songs is constructed using what they call a matching algorithm. And so this is my aside here. Like I, I loved it. 
like when my iPod had a genius function, basically what it is is you'd find a song and it would take a bunch of shit into consideration, like genre, et cetera, et cetera. But also like how many times you listen to the song, like, is this a rare track? Is this something that you don't listen to very much? Whatever the, the, the Q&A is set up in the album. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I did enjoy like Pandora. I think I was ex- I was like exposed to like shit I, w- I didn't even think about or knew. Existed oh, no. Yeah, through for sure. Pandora. But this isn't that. Yeah, this isn't that. This is on my iPod. I would scroll to a song, I would hold the button in, and then this menu would come up, and I'd scroll to Genius Playlist. And it would take that song by Clutch, and it would pick 24 other songs to play after it. And it would be wild sometimes. Like, sometimes it'd be way off base. But it's because it was using this music genome project for a while. Because the Genius doesn't do that anymore. Like, they disabled it. The only like Pandora is the only company I think they they used to license it out to different companies and stuff, but then they reeled that back in, let all the licenses fucking die. And Pandora is the only one that still uses this sort of idea where you pick a thing and it would like. Yeah, I know they do. Like I've I've listened to Pandora recently with it, and they do a subscription service now. You can't just like try it out like back in the day where you could just fucking play it, put it on, and then get ads like fucking Spotify does. They didn't even have ads. They just like did it like it was back in the day because it was new. Mm-hmm. you know like i think they were accepting donations oddly enough yeah yeah like it, now it's a whole subscription thing if you want to like uninterrupt it and i would say it's way it's worth it kind of like it's still very pretty impressive yeah well i mean for a project that was like, conceived in 1999 yeah you know I'm a long like, way again i'm shocked there still exist considering and, and like it, its database was populated like the next year wow like by by january 2000 it had also evolved into savage beast technologies in order to bring what they had to market <laughs> like that's the name of the company that owned it okay and and this is the thing this is just, we're still talking about just the music genome project at this point so savage beast technologies would develop the music genome project in its entirety um and, and to and they would form a new company called pandora media and it's still used to this day for very much the same reasons it's probably this tech which made itunes capable of generating playlists pandora did license that technology for a while but it's today limited exclusively to pandora interesting and pandora indeed spotify arrived eight years later and with it we'd see title and apple music and no shortage of contenders to the streaming audio throne <sighs> and what a shitty shitty throne it is aside from barely paying the artists they exploit they also don't turn a profit somehow like spotify's never been profitable it's like uber no spotify is one of the strange companies who's owned by like a maniac who i think kind of wants to run a cult and he does yeah. he must do some like weird backroom shit because it shouldn't exist anymore like the fact that they don't make a profit is a sign enough this is probably somebody's tax write-off yeah and the fact they don't no, well, pay how the people. fuck is they don't pay the artists how the fuck is he a billionaire yeah it's just the, do you not see the scam yeah, because you know artists, like, his company would just he would go under right like it's, it's the same cryptocurrency bullshit like it's we it's it i feel it's on that same level where i'm like oh, how is this like a yeah. business model like it's it's spotify's bullshit man i'm glad we're not on there anymore it's 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 a clusterfuck i don't know how to say this but there was this button on a little little behind the scenes here <laughs> um there's this button on the RSS thing where we host our podcast where it's like, Hey, do you want to be put on all these other ones? And I was like, sure. But when I hit the button, it just automatically set out applications to like 10 of them that we weren't on before. Yeah. 
but one of them was Spotify after I actually went through the email process to get us yanked off of Spotify. <laughs> so I don't know. We may or may not be on there right now, and I don't give a fuck either way. I don't care. I don't like, think we are, but like, fuck them. Like, yeah, like at this point, if it makes it easier for you guys to hear us, uh, for yeah, us being because I know a lot cool. of people still use Spotify, and that's your choice. It's yeah. fine, but like, they're not an ethical company at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like actively not shaming you for it, but yeah, I'm also no. not a I'm not a we're not fans. We, we don't like them no. um and, and then there's also the other problem of artists being removed thereby exacerbating the lack of physical media yep so, so it, it's like when neil young yanked all his shit off of spotify that's one thing but it's another thing entirely when say you have a subscription service and like if you have uh i don't know like xbox game pass or you have like the ps plus bonus premium shit like you only have access to the games that are part of your subscription for as long as they're offered yeah or for example let's talk about pt oh buddy let's so i didn't write anything down for this this is all me just you know extemporizing oh, but like buddy i do love some me some pt so y'all know pt was this thing it's a parable uh, playable yeah, teaser i think is what it stood mm -hmm. for and uh, it was you find out throughout the course of playing this little nightmare, first person nightmare, ghosty ghost, uh, I loosely call it a game. Yeah. That you find out that, oh, shit, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Hideo Kojima are working together on Silent Hill. Lo I lost my fucking shit. You, there's still a smoldering white hot crater. <laughs> like there's so, still the most people became excited about I that. Was you know, so like so excited, and the it was incredible news to me. It's like these two great oh. tastes that taste great together. I'm like, when I found out they were both working on it, I'm like, oh my! I'm a big Silent Hill fan. I love Silent Hill. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Hill Two is amazing. Yeah, I actually yeah. even like the, the the one that's where you're stuck in the room. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that was uh, that one's underrated. I feel, but like, a lot of people hated that one when it came out. But I'll tell you what, it's better than what they, we got after. It's pretty fucking fruit, spooky shit. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, anyway, Konami ended up being a bunch of dipshits, and they're, they're like, we just want to make p p pachinko machines yeah. with all of these IPs. And they had a fallen out with uh, uh, Kojima, who admittedly is just next level crazy, like fucking visionary madman. Yep. And they were probably like, we're getting diminishing returns on these games because we can't just do dumb shit with them where we just constantly make money. Can we tack things on where we just make we're money? We're the Yakuza. Games? We just want to make money out of dumb shit. We don't care. Yeah, about, but the Yakuza. We don't care about your it, art. Right. They don't. They don't give a shit. And that's why we get Guillermo del Toro and. Um, Oh, what the fuck's his name? Daryl from uh, Walking Dead. Fuck, I'm um, blanking too. Oh, God. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's great. He was in Boondock Saints too, I think. Yeah. Which will matter more for some people than others. I personally am offended by that. Anyway, movie. they made um, they made Death Stranding. Yeah, they made Death Stranding, which is amazing. And it might as well be yeah. like... Go play it. It's, it's both the most what if, beautiful and... What if Silent Hill but FedEx? <laughs> Basically, kind of. It's like remarkably like this is the most uplifting, beautiful, and it's sometimes terrifying game I've ever played. <laughs> I goddamn love the soundtrack, so good. too. My God. There's nothing about Death Stranding I don't like. Yeah, it's no, so seriously. Fucking singular I love it, too, because Kojima just took all his friends and was like, I'm just going to make this. <laughs> dude, dude. There's okay. Conan O'Brien's in that it's game. It's fucking aged. Okay. Artificially aged Conan O'Brien because it takes place in the future and I just like it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. It's uh, ridiculous. 
Conan O'Brien, who did sketches on his show about how bad it and how much he hates video games, actually gets to be in one, and that just yeah, and he was a fucking to, dork the you, entire time. And you, and you win in like an otter hat. That's what oh, you God, get from dealing with them. What was her name? French actress. Oh uh, man, they had some great cameos. They had developers. Fuck. Oh oh, uh, not Mer- Mer- uh, Sadu. Yeah, she's 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 in it. Yeah, she's very good. The, the developers from Horizon Zero Dawn are in it. Like the actual guys, Monster Energy drink is in it. Yeah, for some fucking it's, reason. Okay, what we're describing sounds like madness. If you're not already like a fan, but like go go check it out. When 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 he takes a shit, the door closes and mists over, and they run ads for his show about <laughs> motorcycles on a, that like aired at the time the game came out. It's such a fucking weird game. Oh, it's so good. So good. Anyway. I could talk about we Death could, Stranding for We a could whole. literally just turn this into like Death Stranding, the podcast, which not a bad idea. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe maybe that'll be my streaming corner at some point. Oh, I'll just fun. start it over from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just talk about it. I, I, we got to figure we'll out. We'll do commentary for yeah. Death Stranding, yeah. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Okay, so. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about artists being removed. So that's what happened with PT. PT basically just got removed from the storefront and you can't play it anymore unless you come over to my house and I have to like you. (laughs) That's how I got to play it, listener. See? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's sitting on my hard drive until this thing fails because I, you know, this PS4 is like fucking like eight years old, nine years old now. But it's bullshit, right? Because like, that's a piece of history. Like, work went, and it's the same for any type of medium, but it's like work went into that. It's, there's nothing else like it. Uh, it would definitely marked a period of history, you know, that this happened. I can already hear some smarmy fucker being like, well, what, you know, what obligation is the host to have to keep up a piece of media for fucking ever? And it's like, well, that's the problem. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere that happens. No, there should be an archive. Yeah. Like, we have archive.org, but they're not hosting a, a playable version of PT because it's tied up in fucked up rights because a bunch of pissing contest ad assholes you know in fucking bean counters don't know we don't have a stop we literally don't have like so many pieces of media because a lot of the things are just tied up in like weird copyright corporate bullshit uh between for everything from uh oh god comics games movies uh just well yeah what's that what's that company that did bayonetta and um uh, vanquish is that oh, it's fuck. not team I never, it's not team ninja is it? i mean it could be for all i know i never played bayonetta yeah i don't i can't well whoever whoever developed those they did a transformers game called transformers devastation it's cell shaded it's like the fucking gen one transformers like from the cartoon and it's awesome as shit like it's it's a like a open kind of arena brawler sort of thing where it just like closes off a neighborhood and then you have to beat up a bunch of the transformers and stuff fucking excellent game they yanked it it's not in the storefront anymore god damn yeah because there was a big weird thing that happened with a bunch of transformers titles where like the rights were kind of in transit mm-hmm. between companies or something like i'm just waiting for disney to own them and then nothing i mean it's getting it's coming like that that's a whole other but anyway yeah go ahead but that's that's another thing where that that's it used to be you could just play a cd or a cassette and fill that gap like you you would just be able to go to the shelf or call a friend and be like hey you know somebody who still has this thing you can't do that with something like pt you can't do that with certain oh God, bands man. and stuff that are just getting even on steam there are so many things because a lot of company like you know rockstar doing like the reimagine it the uh 
mm-hmm. definitive edition mm-hmm. of like Vice City and San Andreas and all these other ones. And they were terrible. And they fucked that up so hard. So hard. And I have all the original oh. Grand Theft Autos because I bought them when they came out. Um, right. And they're on Steam. And uh, you can't buy them. They're, they don't have store pages anymore. So unless right. you bought them at a very specific period of time, you will never be able to play the originals because they took them yeah. off the store. And I have no way of sharing them with you unless I do some wizardry. Crimes. But, well, like that's the other thing, too, is like I can go into, say, on my PlayStation, I can go into my library, mm-hmm. go down to like the purchase column or row or whatever, and it, it opens up a grid of all the games that I have owned at some point or like got from PS Plus or there's a demo, right? I can always, even if it's not in the storefront anymore, I could always go to those and still download it because they do still host them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. PT is an exception. And the Transformers games were for several months. Wow. Like I was just fortunate to have them, you know, at all. But um, yeah, that's just a thing though. Like I remember for a real long time, the band Medicine just wasn't on iTunes. Huh. They Like eventually they weren't anywhere. And then eventually they kind of got onto like Bandcamp and stuff. And like you were able to get their older albums and shit. Because they had that great song, Time Baby 3 from the Crow soundtrack. But they also had this album that came out around that same time. It was fucking amazing and i used to have the cd for it i don't know what happened to it and uh it wasn't until like a couple of years ago that they finally got all their stuff back up on streaming again because there's all these you know basically if you're an artist and you have a backlog and you approach somebody like uh apple the conversation is uh well how much money do you want us to make yeah <laughs> fuck yeah. you know I feel, like that's I feel that's for a lot of these kind of services not just music. yeah like it's yeah, it, it's it's not about the artist like they yeah. don't give a fuck because it, it doesn't you're just making stuff up there's no work in that let me tell you <laughs> i'll kill you with my bare hand I, <laughs> I will strangle the life out of you if i ever hear you say that in my presence because like i it's just work you know, work in a fucking venue that's my advice just even for a fucking month see how much you like it or hate it doesn't matter and watch the band that comes and plays at your venue and what it takes, how long it takes. They got to bring their own shit and set it up, do the thing, work with the sound guy. Like it's not, yeah. they don't just show up and plug their guitar in and it's a music video for you. And then they go home. Yeah, seriously, like, like a- if you could like rub two brain cells together, if you've ever been to like seeing live music, like you do understand. I don't even mean a big show. I'm yeah. talking, you go to the guys and, and, and girls and everything in between that go and tour and love playing music for people and watch get there early and just watch it don't don't fucking get in the way don't go up there and be like hey can i help carry shit in no don't do that don't be that asshole but like just take take note you know and then this is exhausting and then you know if you talk to the band find out how many shows they play in a year and then try to imagine playing the same fucking song 100 150 times in a year oh. and acting like it's exciting every time and then like have the energy after the road life for 200 days or however long it is or longer. If you're like the Reverend Horton heat playing 250, 60 shows a year, get done with that. And then write new music somehow. Yeah. It's like a very, very small percentage of people who could do all of those things simultaneously, but they're not the ones making all of the music either. They beats people up, you know, and he's, they don't see that, you know, never mind the big touring nonsense. Like, getting a personal trainer just to be a frontman on a it's, band. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, every piece of creative medium. It's like people who don't think writing is work. 
you know, it, it, yeah. it's the same shit with the two things we have strong interest in, right? As uh, Dude, it, it, I'll, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would rather work that 28 fucking hour shift in the overnight in a machine shop where I'm huffing a fucking deadly paint <laughs> than ever, ever, ever have to sit down staring at a blank page oh, on a deadline. It's line. terrifying. It's, I would literally absolute, rather it's absolutely horrifying. Just get punch drunk yep. at four o'clock in the morning in a machine shop with a gigantic tank of liquid nitrogen. Yep. It's everything about labor is exhausting yeah. and it will beat the living shit out of you. But you know what happens at the end of it? You go to sleep yep. when you're sitting there staring at a thing for fucking four or six hours. Like people don't talk about that part of the process where you're actually trying to make something out of nothing. And it has to, first of all, make sense to you. And second of all, be something that you literally can step out of your sight like enough to be like, people will like this and I want them to. Yep. You know, even if it's challenging, like there's a market for everything. You know what I mean? Like you can oh, make, yeah. make the noise you make. I've said it before, man. Someone find like the it. people who want it. Yeah. Right. Find the people who like exactly. it. Exactly. In, in this day and age with our modern technology and modern, like sharing capabilities, <laughs> like music, uh, yeah. someone will like your stuff. Right. Hey. There's a, everybody's got like that. Someone's going to read your Bigfoot erotica. All right. I think like the big Renaissance that we could be having right now, would be if somehow we could find a way to match a person with the artist, like mm. across the globe, not in a sales way or a streaming way, yeah. but in a, I like this. These are all of the people, you know, that like a database that's a little bit more UI friendly that was willing to like, it'll just be easier for you. Here's a bunch of them. Just click on these buttons. Cause that's not what Spotify or anything does. No. I want to hear like indie bands from other countries that aren't my experience dude they're like punk bands in like countries i've never heard of that i really wish yeah. i could like listen to and learn like i feel like that's what it comes down to is just we would learn so much about the like especially being dumb americans because again our news is pretty limited to what they oh, used yeah. to talk about like i would love to be able to learn about these places and how what people sing about and what get mad about you know and it's well, you know, it's it's that's the thing. It's like fucking music and, and film, music, cinema, film, like writing, like well, writing, you know, language barriers. But you know, there's ways around it. But the writing, but like food, food. you know, like mm. all of the th the outward facing parts of culture or how you get interested in but the, the shit cultures, they you know, used to and talk about when the internet was young. Oh, I know, you know? All that weird starry eyed. Oh, when there was hope, I just. I just drank a smart drink and now I have all these big ideas about how things there was hope in the year 1999. Uh, remember, remember Neotropics? Remember those? Dude, they were around. I remember fucking Shadow Lake back when we were on, back when we were, when I was early on with uh, Neon Dystopia. He used to talk about, uh, back when his brain, you know, when we under the hood. But the point is, he was, he used to talk about, I'm going to make my own Neotropics. Right. Oh, like, yeah, no. You sure about that? Yeah, I just, I drank them at raves because I was thirsty. I didn't, they didn't do nothing. Like, it's, hey yeah, that's how you yeah. that's how you uh you know hack your brain you know yeah i was hacking my urine i was taking a big old <laughs> that was the big thing with nootropics is the idea that's like early... you're just passing minerals that are bright yellow like that's oh, what's happening like, basically you're just but if they look if they had one that was like coconut and pineapple flavored i wouldn't give a fuck what it's supposed to oh be. hell yeah you know it could be like ah, oh, it makes your testicles swell to four times their size i'm like is it pineapple and coconut though like it's... <laughs> I'm real into those flavors. I wasn't on the mango uh, tip that I'm on now. Supplements. Who needs laws for them? That's where we're at. Anyway. So this kind of brings us current. Okay. 
all of this brings us up to where we're at now. Physical media is becoming scarce. <laughs> um, yeah, tell you, me about you, it. Like you said, you had to buy a cassette player with the USB plug in order to fucking archive some of these old ass tapes that like no one has. Dude, my fucking same thing with a CD player. I would need to get a CD player because the disc drive on this fucking laptop is done. <laughs> like it's, Dude, it's my, like thanks. My gaming computer that I've like that I bought and like modified, I, yeah. it's it didn't come with a DVD ROM player. Right. Like, yeah, there's no. games that I literally physically own from back in the day that I literally cannot play on it because yeah, we should have we should have known how bleak shit was going to get when you'd go to a store <sighs> and buy a box, a box that looked like it could fucking fit not just the game, but an instruction manual. And it's an empty box and you go home and it has a piece of paper inside with a download code. We should have <laughs> literally been charging headquarters <laughs> with fucking burning fucking torches and lances and shit oh man it's we're at a weird period right now where physical it's i think and i've i think other pieces of cyberpunk media has kind of has touched on this you know of talking about like how the most secure thing is kind of going back in time with technology a little bit and Mm. because clearly the people who are like making this shit they're not interested in the past and they're not interested in preserving data or even ease of use because they're not even interested in their media. They're not, they're not like or the security of it. Like when I mean, fuck it, they could just my Steam account, which I've had since Steam first became a thing when it was packaged in like the orange box with like Half Life Two and yeah. Team Fortress, is right. uh, you know, they could just go away, and I just lost what three hundred something games I own since first right. owning it when Steam first. You know, I have a lot of games since right. then, but like I could just go away. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and there's nothing to there's nothing. It's nowhere written that this shit lasts forever. Yeah, like it's terrifying. Because... Like that's the thing. It's like we have all this information, which you know we're living in it, so it's kind of hard to think of it as history. But like all of our current our history that we're making right now, as we're saying these dumb words, can just go away. And yeah, no. that's there's not like a, a decent solar flare will eliminate most of our media. Dude, ancient Mesopotamians like, wrote their shit in stone, and we still have them. But, well, we don't have all of we it. Don't got all of it. We got a lot of it, and we, yeah, you know, we don't. We don't have uh, Finnegan's Wake in stone. No, okay, the point like, is, you know what I mean. It, it, the point is, is it's there and it lasted. <laughs> what we don't have is like all the stuff that we're doing right now, and this it is like it could just go away. <laughs> Or it can be taken yeah, away no. from us. Like someone, a corporation could be like, you know what? Fuck it. We just lost rights to things and we don't care that you paid money for this. Oh, yeah, and no. it's, I think, uh, I think about that shit all the yeah. time, man. And, and, but you know, streaming, you know, the physical media is becoming scarce. Like we said, streaming is exploiting artists. Vinyl collection has sort of made a comeback, but it's still kind of niche and it's still kind of using petroleum products. Yeah, there was a there was supposed to be this startup I heard something about not that long ago where they were going to like three D print records, which gave them like deeper grooves, interesting, and like more resolution. So like huh. you can only cut well because wax is being melted. You can only like use it has to be a certain temperature when you're cutting the track to vibrate mm-hmm. and do the thing. When you three D print, you're you're not using heat like that. You're using an extremely fine tip nozzle that's going to go layer by layer by yes. layer by layer to make these records. Now I don't know how many plays they get, but maybe they're using something that is a little like I don't know longer lasting. If it, I want it to be longer lasting. I, for my own part, you know, full disclosure here, I use turntables with Serato because I like the interface. But I'm only using the same fucking vinyl slugs for years at a time. I'm not 
going out of my way to like amass a gigantic vinyl collection. And I'll give you several reasons for that. You ever try moving one? <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's there's my fucking 700 fucking oh, pounds of reason. Dude, I have you know? the same problem except with books. So I get it. You know. Oh yeah, no, I've that's why I'm not a I I've bet wrong a lot, but I like to give books and stuff away. Like I'm I'm not a like borrow this, you know. I'm like a nah. Depends what it's it is. I've it's that uh, attachment and joy of my books, but like uh, yeah, but I I there was a moment in that Galactica where like Adama lets the President Rosalind borrow a book and she reads it and goes to give it back and he's like, nope, it's for you. I never lend books. And I'm like, that's what I do. Like, because I want it to go to a good home sure. on the understanding that someone finds someone else, give it to them, you know, like spread it around. You know, there's some books I don't give up, but I've, I must have given away the book like Dahlgren by Samuel R. Delaney like four times. Oh, yeah. I have some books I need to give me like from back in the day. So, yeah, no, no, no. I got, I got a friend that has my art, <laughs> my tank is fight or whatever. <laughs> And I, I like forgot like that I and, uh, and I, like they reminded me of it like a while ago. We talking like, about yeah, that. And I was like, oh, I think we were talking, we were talking about, about, about that recently. for hint hint at a future episode of like Nazi super weapons or something. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I was just like, yeah, that book was a riot. I think it was like Zach Parsons wrote it. Yeah, or something. yeah. However, that with something awful. But, but yeah, it's like I got it, it. It's going back to like physical medium. It's yeah. I get why it's inconvenient, but there is something yeah. about it of like. It, it, we need it it gives so i have like for example i have turntables because i started djing 20 some years ago and that was the primary method mm -hmm. like cd players nobody liked yet because you could only like use them so many times before the motor burned out like the back masking thing where you like backtrack a track to get you know you're queuing up and you could do that with certain cd players and stuff but that motor would snap mm -hmm. and it would only go for like ten thousand of those before it would burn out meanwhile technique 1200 mark twos are the wheels of steel for a reason you know like yeah. you all but drop them and they're fine what's the thing um the thing with books it's kind of like you know i'm w still waiting for the update that's gonna kill my kindle right then, yeah like, what I, I can't afford a new one you know well no i'm up i'm up against updates with my computer yeah i'm on an old ass version of ios oh, yeah. so like i don't like i don't know just, the fuck how long it's gonna last yeah. and get, like that's the thing it's like i don't want to be potential saying oh i don't have to turn off my book you know but like that shit can be taken away from you like right. i still buy um my other thing too I mean, is, uh, I, dude, I don't even own a cassette player. I don't have yeah. a cassette. There's not a cassette player in this entire fucking house. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just I woke up one day and they were gone. It just happened. You know, like it, it, that's like one of the weird. Well, not lost technology, but because yeah. artists are still like go to Bandcamp. I guarantee you'll find so many artists still putting out a. Oh yeah, no, go go down a rabbit hole. Go to Bandcamp. There's a few of those. Many. Um, what are the other ones? There, there's like there's Bandcamp. There's the other one that I Discogs? can't fucking remember. There's yeah, Discogs. There's like there's vinyl dealers. Like, yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's there. Like my big thing too has been um buying like physical DVDs like for movies and shit. And because yeah. uh, I get joy from that of having it, and it's one a cheaper medium, and two it's there. I don't. Well, I only like them if they have cool bonus features. Otherwise, they could fuck off. There were so many of those releases that didn't have shit. Yeah. They'd have like it'd be like, oh, we have a gag reel, and it's like three minutes oh, of just yeah. nothing. You know, yeah, like, get, eat my ass. Yeah. Give me some criteria level but, shit. You know, thanks to my early two thousands black brick of a laptop, like I could actually watch movies on it. If I got a modern laptop, like the sleek fucking thing that breaks when you breathe on it, 
Right. Uh, you can't watch DVDs. Like n- n- they're making less and less things to read physical media outside of like mm-hmm. let's say a USB stick. Yeah, we're being, you know, why are there pirates? Well, it's because you're fucking bottlenecking us into this goddamn, yeah, like your streaming nightmare, mm-hmm. which is now just turning into cable again, but worse. Pretty much, it's yeah. like, it's it's literally, it's just like that. It's that fucking like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a libertarian. I'm gonna make my own country. Oh, no, no, somebody idea. got murdered. Oh, we gotta. I guess we do. I need a law no there, huh? Ideas. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, just old shit. What if we did society, but we started completely over, forgetting all of the progress we made? Oh no, I guess we're gonna have to accidentally invent all of the fucking safeguards again. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time to replay shit over and over again. And you know yeah. what? Piracy is still going strong, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna. Like it's you're never gonna stop it. Like it, you can't. No. Even with this, you can't. Like I would still burn CDs now, but I could still listen to up to like 200 gigs of music on my fucking phone. Even you know, like the internet. Like you even said that the first episode. It's like people were doing that with like <laughs> fucking printing presses. Yeah, you know. So like, to, so I got a little timeline here. It's just kind of a run on how digital piracy unfolded, and I'm just gonna have to rehash a couple things that we already talked about, like through the course of this. But basically, like 1992 is when the mp3 format is published making file sharing realistic you know the wave time took time it's a strong concept at that point yeah 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 we weren't quite there yet but like it was it was like oh shit this is great in 1998 um this is the end of the innocence the digital millennium copyright act was passed in the u.s which set penalties for people who were caught file sharing or creating file sharing technology i forgot about that that was used to used to hear that a lot Oh yeah, the DMCA. Everybody was talking about the DMCA. It was mm-hmm. in like rap lyrics and shit, and like bands everywhere. sang songs about it. Yeah, no. That's when we got the. Uh, Night- isn't that around the same time we got parental advisory? No, that was before. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tipper Tipper Gore was on that. We'll talk about that on its own. That's his whole thing. Oh, thank you, Tipper Gore, for showing me which albums I needed to yeah, buy. Seriously, <laughs> like cool shit. Charm. Also, that symbol. One of the first amazing too. Like. Put that shirt on the t shirt, like, and like, it's such a great t shirt. You just made this shit like way cooler. How did the fucking government get so edgy for one second? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the Streisand effect, you know, hip. holy shit. It's incredible. Well, they codified the Streisand effect, so that's what happened. Yeah. But, um, oh god, so like 1998, yeah, it was 1998, 1999. Napster launches, CD sales drop, hijinks ensue. Nothing um, <laughs> bad will ever happen. No. Six months later, the Recording Industry Association of America, for, from here on out, called the RIAA, so you know, you know what I'm talking about, they filed a lawsuit against Napster for being a, quote, haven for music piracy on an unprecedented scale. You mean being fucking cool as shit? You mean being too awesome? Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> ah, Weird. RIAA sought up to $100,000 for each copyrighted song shared. What the? So, hold on. Meanwhile, Epstein has an island. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that if you've is, heard about this. That was, that's an absurd amount of money for eight, for like how many users you said, like 8 million something? Like, yeah, like 80 million at the peak? Yeah, like, or they had like 80 million songs available or something at the peak or something that's like that. a number they knew they weren't going to get. Right. Now, 2000, April. Metallica and Dr. Dre team up with the RIAA. <laughs> Fucking. Damn it, Dre. Yeah, seriously. Um, Come on. 
Metallica becomes known for suing its fans who downloaded their music, a move only eclipsed by the snare on Saint Anger. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway, Fuck that. um, <clears throat> 2000 continued. June. LimeWire launches is downloaded more than 200 million times. Oh, yeah. By me. And enabled hundreds of millions of free downloads. Oh, man. It was. And viruses. It was. Uh, and so many viruses. So many viruses. Viruses, crimes. Like, oh, it was shitty as shit. It was dirty. LimeWire. LimeWire. Uh, Y'all don't understand how shady. That fucking thing. Talk, talk about digital frontiers. This shit was like, oh, what if the Wild West, but the air is cholera? What if we, like, if we took the dark net where we had it and where you could download bits of it? What if we gave it to you in pastel colors? Oh, you know, That's like, so fucking. So, July, the very next month, Napster is ordered to block all file sharing that could infringe on copyrights. Now we're going to fast forward a little bit and then jump back. But like in 2009, a 32-year-old woman in Minnesota was fined $1.9 million for illegally downloading 24 songs. Oh, come on. Don't make her they, fucking sacrificial. That fucking sucks. They talked They talked that down. It was 80000 per song, not the 100000 That was the fucking deal. Poor woman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right? That's what I'm like. All right. Now, that's. Oh, God damn. That's. Minnesota, isn't that kind of close to where like the Unabomber was? Like that would turn yeah, me. Yeah, that would literally just make me a terrorist. <laughs> like, whoops, <laughs> guess I gotta put on a hoodie and shades. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, 2001, November, iPods arrive, conquer. The first iPods led the message. Or they, 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 oh my God. So when you, oh, so the first iPod that comes out, right? You get it and you open the box up, right? And it's got like one of them little stickies on the screen, oh. the protective uh-huh. stickies. That says, don't steal music. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm not definitely not going to put MP3s I rip, questionable MP3s I rip from LimeWire. And you're not gonna you're not gonna stop me from doing it either, are you, device? You're not. Because no. they, they don't. No, there was no safeguards on like anything. No, no. And there still aren't. I mean, yeah. I still have that March of Death is on my phone. Oh, you know dude, what I mean? Like I have so much shit. Like it's it's not even funny. <laughs> like, no, no. It's not even fucking funny. Oh, like oh, man. it is funny. It's really fucking funny. But, like, <laughs> it's incredible. I love that so much. I do. I, it's there was a period in American history where again, like the parental advisory thing, it's like they tell you not to they didn't understand how psychology works. It's like Right. You're making this really fucking cool, you know that, right? It's, right, you're you're making it dangerous, making and dangerous is oh, that's my king. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess pretty great. Like, I guess I got to go pirate everything now, yeah. even if I don't like it. You know, like, ugh. yep. Mm. So in 2003, April, Apple decides to add DRM to their files, making copyright copying difficult, like even onto a disc. That was weird, and. Uh, yeah, it's still fucking with Serato this day. I think I mentioned I have this like really cool album of these cool remixes mm-hmm. and shit. I can never play yeah, it straight. <laughs> now, weirdly, weirdly, Steve Jobs thought that this could help solve the privacy problem. Oh, yeah? He believed that most of the, quote, people stealing stuff don't want to be. There's just no legal alternative. <laughs> Buddy. This- he has a point. Uh, but no shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Now, 
same year, 2003, Pirate Bay rises from the ashes of Napster. wondering when that was going to happen. Yes, it's noteworthy for having a non-centralized community. And there was like, technically, like they said, there was no one in charge, but we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, there was definitely a period of time when I was living in Chicago where uh, my apartment became like... Pirate Bay Central? Yeah, I still have a lot of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, 2006, May, Swedish cops raid the Pirate Bay's HQ. Ew. They shut down. Oh, they shut down for a month. But when they come back, they posted a picture of a pirate ship firing a cannon at the Hollywood sign. Nice. 2009, April, the Pirate Bay goes to trial and the founders were found guilty and sent to prison for a year. That's excessive. 2010, LimeWire is shut down. It is now April, oh, from their... Oh, 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 I didn't... They were around till... Oh, up, 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 up. From their website, it is now, quote, a music-based NFT platform. So, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> I didn't know they I literally... lived until 2010. I did it. 2010. No, they're still alive, but as this as now. Some, like, yeah, dumb bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's something else. You wouldn't want to use it. Fuck no. Like, you wouldn't have wanted to use it for, like, three years at that Fuck point. No. Like it, It's just... Oh, do you want to pay $1.9 million for downloading 24 songs? Okay, well, here's LimeWire. You know, like, yeah. Anyway, 2014, December. The Pirate Bay's HQ is raided again, and the Pirate Bay goes dark for a while. But they still operate to this day. Yeah, they're still around. Pirating, though, I think is... I remember reading some interview about, like, some of the folks at Pirate Bay, and Mm -hmm. one of them was complaining about, like, how piracy has kind of gone down since it's like mm-hmm. inception i think because a lot of these corporations have been given a lot of stream doing more of like the streaming and whatnot and like giving the mm-hmm. illusion of getting this shit especially yeah. amazon like movies because that was one thing i downloaded a lot of back in the day was uh films that i just couldn't find anywhere else mm-hmm. or like you know didn't have money to fucking buy from you know it was before amazon and yeah. uh i remember they were saying they were really disappointed in people <laughs> Yeah. Wants it like, why don't you like just take, just pirate the shit, you know? Like, right. just share it. I well, here's the thing. Again, like I I said before, like I I come down on the side of making sure the people making the art get paid. Yeah. Fuck the label. Try to get the money to the artist. Yeah. This is like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to pirate some shit if you're trying to get albums, you know, released by a major label. But those they've already gotten the advance and they're making money on touring. So all you could do now is hurt the label. Yeah. Because they're not, unless they have a really sweet deal set up with like residuals and fucking licensing for, you know, appearances and stuff. Like I got friends that have like songs that have been, you know, used in credits for TV shows and shit. And they get a check from that whenever that stuff plays in syndication, if the show makes it to syndication. But they're not huge. You know what I mean? It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I got a song of the like credits to, you know, the Wonder Years. And, you know, now I, I get a fucking check for 250 bucks a month. Yeah, no, it, it it definitely hurts smaller artists than it totally. Like the, yeah, like there, you have to like there is an ethical way to. Well, I mean that's no, I'm not gonna lie. Like I like major acts and stuff because I'm old and I can like whatever the fuck I want. But like <laughs> as like this podcast and as like you'll hear from my when I DJ sometimes I go through moods. You know, things will swing a bunch of different ways. But I really do like I like hearing somebody. <laughs> That like not because no one's heard them, but because I was lucky enough to be there to hear them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the stuff I like to share with people, and I like to get it out there and you know help kind of promote that person by word of mouth. I think word of mouth needs to gain more 
I don't know, power. I think we saw a couple of moments this year, like with say movies and stuff where word of mouth really did kind of kick them up and not like everything everywhere all at once definitely benefited from people seeing it and being like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? That movie was bonkers. Awesome. You know, or RRR was another one that like nobody would have watched, but I'm telling you, it's a fucking roller coaster of insanity. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think word of mouth is definitely going to like, it's starting to gain more traction again, just because of like how much social media is like really being yeah. obviously failing in everything we set out to do. <laughs> Yeah, and I think a lot of, like, fandoms have appropriated the language of the reviewer too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love what I love because when I turn off all my safeties, it still affects me. Yeah. You know, when I'm just exposed to the music or the video or the movie. When I watch a movie, like, even if it's a crime or a whodunit or stuff like that, part of the fun is trying to figure those out. But I've definitely pumped the brakes on that because I really, I want to watch how the artists are trying to present the thing. That's fun to me. I like seeing how the thing comes about. How do you arrive at this thing that I may or may not yeah, predict? Yeah. Because there have been a few times, well, like, for example, everything everywhere all at once has a checkoffs moment and you fucking think, you know, how it's going to go down. And it does not go down like <laughs> that. It goes down so much more thermonuclear than you think it will. <laughs> and you will laugh about it. Like I am right now. Here I am like months later, just every time I think about it, I'm like, it's so fucking funny. you like, my God, it just, it's that kind of shit, you know? And I, I anyway, so here I have a funny part here because we only have a, we have a, we have a couple, couple of pages of notes left here, but like, um, oh, this is probably my favorite bit of this entire two-parter right here. I just want y'all to take a second, you know, take your shoes off, flex your toes. Yeah. Stretch up. Cause this is fucking funny. In 2016, March, Kanye West tweeted a photo of him listening to YouTube and accidentally revealed himself to be downloading files via the Pirate Bay. Holy shit. This is why you always close your fucking tabs. <laughs> Just don't share your screen. Just don't share it ever. Uh, yeah. All right. So this is oh. particularly funny to me because one... Kanye is a partial owner of Jay-Z's title streaming service. Two, Kanye launched The Life of Pablo exclusively on title, which led to 500,000 Pirate Bay downloads. And three, Kanye was downloading Serum, music software developed by Deadmau5, who is also on title's ownership board. Incredible. Hi, Deadmau5 was pissed. He tweeted... What the fuck at Kanye West? Can't afford serum? Dick. And let's start a Kickstarter Kickstarter to help Kanye West afford a copy of serum. And he needs a small loan of $200. Uh, hashtag pray for Yeezy. Oh, God. There's so many people in this story I don't like. Uh, I don't hate Dead Miles. I, I don't I'm know. Like... I like his music. I don't know anything else about him. He did a really kick-ass couple tracks with fucking Cypress Hill and did a kick-ass track with, uh, um, oh, God, Imogen Heap. Uh, Yeah, he's got some good shit out there. Anyway, um, and besides, he made software, and Yeezy was fucking stealing it from his co-owner, buddy. It's like, dude, like... Anyway, where does that leave us today? I just don't understand. I don't understand like, yeah. the thought process or the fact he has more money than God. So. Yeah. 
Like I think he owns like a percentage of Montana. Like yeah, you could like, get... was it for the illicit thrill? <laughs> I paid two hundred dollars for Logic, like oh, in twenty ten. You know, yeah, like we've paid that money. We've paid probably not at all at once, like for stuff for this project. Yeah, and we have. I probably paid that much in, in DLC for Killing Floor Two. Over we have the years. nothing. We work off nothing. <clears throat> oh fuck him! Oh my god. Right, that's that was funny to me. It's I am incredible. So, like I, like I said, where, where does that where does that leave us today? Yeah, pretty much the same as always. Pirating not only proceeds through other means; it's often the only course of action when seeking out music that isn't hosted anywhere on any streaming service or for sale at any digital storefront. And it's easy as fuck. Like it, you have a buddy. Uh, with the music you're looking for, they can burn it, shove it on a USB disc, or email it directly to you. Yeah, right it's now. like it's. it's you, you don't need to go. Didn't go through what we went through, but like, yeah, no, it's so yeah. easy to like just share files in like just so many different ways. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking back and I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I've, there's a few times where I wasn't even trying to pirate shit at all. Yeah. I just came in. I just came into the possession of some other troves of tracks because usually it's from like a DJ buddy I'd be tagging with. And like more often than not, they'd show up either with like a DVD of the tracks they needed, but even like later, it'd just be a USB stick. Mm -hmm. So way before the gig, I just open up my laptop, I'd stick the USB stick in, I'd have fucking iTunes like go ahead and stick all that shit in a folder. And then when you open Serato, that folder exists because it mimics everything that's in iTunes and shit. And now suddenly I have like the complete recorded works of the Grateful Dead, which sorry, I deleted because I don't really like that. Mm -hmm. It was it was like a lot of gigs of music. I just, I was like, I don't have the hard drive space for this. And I want to get like the new clutch yeah, album, like, which I will listen shit to. Shit ton of music on external, like from back in, you know, when I was, like I said, in Chicago, but like it, it's, oh, yeah. it's so much easier. It's and like, you also don't have to like go through like LimeWire and shit, which is basically the dark web. <laughs> like you yeah. don't have to like do weird shit now. It's just right there. And like, yeah. it, there's a level, I'm sure that like, Sharing looks different than when it did, but like people are still oh, yeah, doing yeah. it and being real social yeah. about it. Like, and like, again, we, you, no matter what anybody could do, people are going to share files. But you know what? Well, Pay yeah. the artist. You know, if you're going to, if your yeah. buddy you know you can't afford to buy the album, make sure you bought the album from Bandcamp before you fucking pass it on to anybody else. Yeah, or or like when you go go see bands live and buy their merch. Yeah, that you all don't understand how much that actually that really helps. <laughs> it really, really, really helps. You know, buy yeah. buy a ticket if your friend is playing a gig. Don't try to get in for free, fuck nut. Be a friend. Pay the goddamn ticket price. Pay the band. Yes, this seriously. shit costs yes, money. Seriously. Equipment is expensive. Equipment is fucking okay? expensive. Like, maintenance is expensive like this is people trying to bring you joy the least you could do is like kick them a fucking nugget you know what i mean yeah. like ugh. anyway i never sought out these things anyway like as far as like pirate bay and shit like i never used pirate no i did and it was well, when i was like well after i bricked dad's computer once back in the day i didn't fuck with peer-to-peer -peer stuff anymore <laughs> i did just drop well we computer once yeah, we like we we did okay. We we like we 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 weren't starving, but we weren't like oh, I can get a new computer. Oh, all man, of a sudden. I fucking it's I I don't know what the fuck I downloaded. It was the most epic and hilarious virus I ever seen. And what did it do? I mean, did it like make dicks sprout from your monitor? No, or that would like... be great. Uh, basically, like I think it was one of those things where it masks as an antivirus and you download it, and then just basically it's just like. Hey, do this. Click this, and it's all just like useless pop-ups and links, and basically the computer became completely unusable. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's like if you actually do get antivirus software, it just you, you've suddenly just opened yourself up to viruses. Uh-huh. It, it, it seems like it's almost automatic at that point. Um, there was a golden age of computer viruses. Like, yeah, no. subtle now. But yeah. Back in the day, like the people made that shit for fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it like this, this like 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 eight bit picture of like a skull on your computer going ah ah ah. You know, you just like never get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, people just made, used to make viruses from. But anyway, like yeah, I'm sure there's still like a social aspect to it, just in a digital, more of a way more digital form. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm sure people were just swapping USB sticks too. Like. Oh yeah, no. I mean, that happens now. For the record, if you see a USB stick like that has been cemented into a building, um, leave that alone. Yeah, go ahead, plug into it, see what happens. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, please. It's like that's common sense, man. Like if you see it, it's just like asking for it, dude. You know? If you see a USB like, stick just sitting by your car, uh, that's a trap. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Put that in your office computer immediately. That's what you. Yeah, should. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You want some days off from work? Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? want to shut down a, an entire fucking like waste treatment plant there you go um oh God, don't give people ideas but uh but you know like i like i said i didn't i didn't fuck with the the pirating stuff too much over the years because of that reason mm-hmm. it was just like uh well like i can either get this three minute song mm-hmm. or i could replace this thousand twelve hundred dollar fucking piece of equipment that i'm trying yeah to there was, barely there was keep definitely together. a period of time during the pirate bay where they kind of stamped that out when they became much stronger. So like the yeah, threat yeah. of virus was like way, way minimized. Uh, yeah. And it became basically I had an internet provider who didn't give a shit. So I pirated right. all sorts of things and it was not subtle or smart about it. And I'm fine, yeah. you know, till me admitting it yeah. like how many years after the fact. But, well, I mean, that was another thing that I didn't get into it too much with the video games. But what they found was when people were like pirating video games, it actually like didn't affect sales at all because like people would get it oh, and dude, then they'd I like it enough. So many games. I pirated Skyrim at one point. I actually, here's a funny story. I to, but then you end up buying it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, that's kind of what ended up happening, especially if like people would pirate one song. They might go out and just get the album. I mean, that happens. Yeah, that happens constantly. Like it's really kind of advertising. It's just that there isn't some Patrick Bateman sitting there with a, you know, <laughs> fucking rain slicker and an axe trying to convince you that he has to tell you how to like every audio files just patrick (laughs) we should just the new slang for an audio file is oh you're being you're being a real patrick bateman right now yeah you're real being a real huey lewis over there you know (laughs) so yeah that's that's kind of you know i'm I'm really interested to see what's what what like the next form of pirating is going to be you know like like because like it's 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 strangely fucking dystopic for artists right now. Yeah. But like, as a user and a music lover, it's cake. Yeah. You know, like I, I would even say like, if like I, I try to get most of my techno. I used to get it a lot from uh what's a fuck. Um, not Bandcamp. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I don't use them anymore because I just, Oh, but Oh God, it's on the tip of my fucking tongue. Beatport. I used to use Beatport, but then Viacom bought it out. And now it's like, I don't have the time. They kind of did. They kind of turned into Steam a little okay. bit. Where like, if you're trying to scroll through good stuff, they there's no real like you, Ew, you know you, there's like for music. Well, it's not. Yeah. All right, so like an artist, like they'll they'll have artists that are like contracted with okay, them, okay, like DJs and stuff, and they'll be like, yeah, these are like ten tracks I like this week, and they'll that's like one way they do it. But then you're just you know, kind of clipping them. You know what I mean? You're kind of 
stealing their fucking vibe. Gotcha. And like, I would rather be like, okay, these are, what are the new songs that only were released today? And it's inevitably like 2000 songs. Gotcha. But Beatport pays more to their artists. Like if you could find the same track on like Apple or anything else, like Beatport actually did pay their artists more. They were like 80% or something oh, like well, that or 90%. All right, right on then. And some of their tracks are more expensive. Like you'll be paying two two fifty for them sometimes, right. but that's yeah, fucking whatever. Gives a shit. That's the thing. You're getting Camp a high camp, like, quality non DRM version of the song to play as a DJ. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, Bandcamp isn't perfect. Like I talk about it, how much I like it a lot, but like they're not. What's well, great for exposure and shit? It is. Like there are some artists who like make like a oh god fucking Lingua Ignota. Um, a lot of her shit like goes through Bandcamp. Like, but then again, you know, she does mm-hmm. fucking live shows too. <laughs> You know, like it's right. It, and their shit's not DRM, are there? They give multiple file formats. You know, they're very generous yeah. with that. But then it's like, then I don't know. Like, I don't know. How do people these days pirate shit? Like, because there's when it comes. To, oh, like I we, we've covered it. Like, it's you just send emails. Yeah, me, right? like, I, it's that like it, really. yeah, I got this album. Hey, do you want it? All right, cool. Yeah, and there's really nothing mm-hmm. anybody could really do about it, really. Like, it's, I mean, they are reading your emails, but not for that. <laughs> yeah but like you're not selling it yeah that's really anything like that that's, that's honestly here's yeah. the thing yeah you want to you want to copy something for your buddy mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't see the problem there if you're like making 300 copies of it and standing out like three blocks away from the venue as the artist is going to play be like yo man check this out yeah that's what like, we said in the first episode of this basically like that's what mm-hmm. we used to do in vhs like there was a period of time where like pirating was just a matter of course man like everyone fucking did oh it. yeah i can think of one vhs tape where that was the only way you were able to get it because mm-hmm. i i got that i got the the broken vhs from nine inch nails outside of a nine inch nail show Ooh. and it was like 10 bucks or something yeah, I didn't know how, like, what it was either. Fuck. Like, the guy's just like, I, I was like, what is this? And it was really weird, too, because it was like a <laughs> this is like, like a the- piece of cardboard paper like or, or construction paper where, like, they printed, like, like, a DVD case on it and then folded it up and taped like it how- over another DVD case. And then, like, on it, I like how dirty that is. I, it's, it's grimy oh, as fuck. I was like, eh, I, th- I literally thought it was just going to be some bootleg yeah, shit. I was like, I have never had a you just put it in. i never had a bootleg i never had a bootleg concert video before hey this will be fun and i go home and i sit there and i was like my girlfriend and all my friends and, and we slowly over the course of several minutes watched a man get ground into ground oh, meat on man. a table it, and it's one of the most <laughs> fucked up and amazing things i've ever had like yeah listeners if you i think if, if you're too young or don't know anything about it Nine Inch Nails broken uh, movie. Look, at, right. look for it on on. See if it's on YouTube. It, it <laughs> is. I consider it a rite of passage. Honestly, it's something where you got to watch. It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> like when they literally got done making it, when somebody had to like took Trent aside and he's like, "You know, we made a snuff film, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." Oh no, they. I think I, I didn't look into it. I heard that there was like a they opened a murder investigation on it, but then they found the. <laughs> It ended very quickly. It wasn't like a big or it wasn't like unsolved mysteries or like the guy that is in the happiness and slavery segment where he he's like a he's an SNM like a what do you call that a uh, oh, he's a BDSM uh, perform like he does um uh, that kind of performance art yeah no he's great like he was a performance artist you know and uh, the most terrifying thing about that segment is just completely shaved balls I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever put a razor that close to him. I, I'm I'm terrified of that. I am. I imagine. 
I would guess, never going to know, because I know that when my hair grows back, it's like basically mm-hmm. copper wire poured, poured, poking through skin, and I'm not trying to have that down in my gym. I mean, bits. mine aren't very like smooth or shiny right now, but I can tell you it's not that hard. I believe it, but I'm just, uh, nah, nah, untended garden. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just comb it out every now and again. Good visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's dressed like a basketball player from the 70s. Anyway, so now um, spoken about both our balls. That's the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On that happy note. Yar. Yo, um, there's, our, there's our two-parter on a bit of piracy. Um, I'm sure uh, there'll be some tangents that we'll be able to explore coming oh. out of this like, in the future. And, and you know, hey, like that, like, but... if you have stories from like the days of pirate, like, I don't know. What, yet, like you said, don't know what piracy is going to bring. Like, it's still happening. But like, if you have some stories of like... Days adventures in LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Twitter, honestly, because I'm I would be deeply fascinated to hear like oh yeah everyone's weird ass stories from the 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 times of yore when pirating things was actually kind of hard and a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have fucking Lars Ulrich chasing you, <laughs> just Lars with an axe. Yeah, an axe. Nah, he'd just be carrying that snare from Saint Anger. Ugh. Anyway, we we're on all the socials. Uh, we're on uh, twitter.com at Neon Dystopia. That is where you can contact me. Hit me up with your strange lime style, lime style, lime wire stories. <laughs> you want? You good? <laughs> Did you get that? You get that? You good. <sighs> that took a minute. I uh, we're also at Low Life L zero W L one F three T H E on Twitter. Yeah, share, share adventures in in uh, Napster. Um, Share, share adventures in uh, uh, dead tapes because I'd love to hear some of those fucking stories. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to think that there was some sort of like gun running underground of Grateful Dead cassettes. Oh man, yeah. um, some dude in like a fucking like he's, he's got a U-Haul trailer attached to his like VW percent van, and he's just like s- smoking this fucking you know four paper joint that's like so weak. But he's like, oh man, I'm really getting it, and he's got a headband on and a beard. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're also we we also have a, a Discord. We have a video drone where you could hit up Shadow Link and the uh, very well programmed uh, AI that we've made to emulate Shadow Link while he's still on the shop. Yes, and right. uh, you could contact all of us, and hey, you know, you could share those weird, weird LimeWire stories with everyone in the Discord. Actually, that'd be a real fun. I think yeah, every, good this really everyone would like love the fuck out of you if you did that. So please, <laughs> like seriously. God, we should we should probably start a new, like, like a, a new channel. It's just oh, like yeah. adventures IRL. Adventures you know, like IRL. we were just talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> about like, oh yeah, so you know, I got that nine inch nails tape, and then someone shaved my balls. Anyway, <laughs> so we also. We have a Patreon. You enjoy. If you're gonna, you're gonna pivot. That's how you pivot. Uh, if you enjoy us talking about shaving balls, please go to Patreon.com/slash/NeonDystopia. Drop us a dollar if you are so inclined, because we ain't kidding. This helps us keep going. Buy equipment. Mm-hmm. Just gives us fucking hope for the future. So yeah, like the other tiers are literally just jokes. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah. yeah they, yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned that in a we while. Haven't. Like, if you're just tuning in, yeah, our our tiers are literally increasingly making fun of the donor. So, like, a buck is all we're looking for. Yes, we, we we would rather have a ton of people in like one buck than like 
you know, yeah. we don't want to like break some fucking secret billionaire benefactor or something, yeah. you know. My hand, unless they, yeah, were. unless cool. they, my handlers in the CIA, I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a uh, just DJ music's, um, as mentioned last weekend and this week and every other week that I've been doing it. I DJ before these episodes. Uh, there's also if you go to the mixlr.com slash coinops dash mcgillicuddy page there's a show reel and you'll be able to listen back if you want to simulate the experience um i usually title them in reference to which season and episode i'm doing the countdown for so uh yeah fuck all right yeah i'm uh gonna go oh well okay bonus bonus so there's this young man think uh think think like cabin boy okay think like uh what's his name in cabin boy you got this young man he's he's just graduated and he he comes he wants to learn about the world okay so he he walks down and he goes down to the docks because he figures you know he'll ponder at one of the bars so he goes into this one particular bar and it's packed except for one just empty stool that's sitting next to a pirate. Everyone else is just sailors and whatnot. But this one guy is a kind of fucking peg for a leg, a hook for a hand and it's a patch over his eye. You know, like he's he's got it going on. Right. And there's this like light directly above the chair, almost as if to suggest this young man needs to go sit here. So the guy does. Right. He goes up. And he sits down and he looks at the pirate. The pirate's just got his back to the room. He's hunched over a pint. And the young man says to him, he's like, hey, mister, you look like you've seen some things. And the pirate goes, ah, fuck off. So the kid's like, well, I was I was just hoping to like talk to somebody about make, maybe what, what I should do with my life. Um, would, you, would you be amenable to a conversation? The pirate's like, ah, fuck off. So the young man says, all right, what if I bought you a pint? The pirate side eyes him. So the kid goes, all right, fine. Two pints, barkeep. Bartender pours two pints, puts them in front of him. Pirate finishes his drink, drinks the other pint in one go. Looks at him. He's like, all right, what do you want to know? So the kid goes, well, how, how, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at you and, and they say like a, a scar, you know, tells a story, but how did you lose your leg? pirate goes are well we had just got done invading this i don't know fucking spanish galleon and we took him and it wasn't even a fight actually we just boarded them and we took all their booty and we loaded it into their ship and sunk their boat and took the volunteers and we came back to shore but we were drinking rum and as luck would have it i fell off the boat well someone managed to throw me a rope but before I was pulled completely up, a shark came up and bit off me leg. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I bled a bit. They got me onto the deck. The captain, he tourniqueted it and they cauterized the wound. And they took me ashore and he bought me this fine ebony stick that you see before you. And he taps it. And the kid goes, oh, all right. He's like, well, what, what, about, the, what about the hook? He's like, oh. Kid goes, all right, barkeep. Two shots, two pints. Let's go. So they put the shot in the beer in front of the pirate, and he does the shot and drinks the pint and one down. He goes, all right, so 
We went up against another Spanish galleon, and this one didn't go so well. I swung aboard the ship, and as I raised me cutlass to go stab their captain, a guy behind me cut me hand off. Well, I saw me hand go, and the sword attached to it just fall off into the sea. I knew I was never going to see it again. We barely got out of there with our lives. So of course, as soon as I got aboard and we got clear, the captain, he tourniqueted me, you know, cauterized the wound. And well, when they took us back to shore, he got me this fine sterling hook that you see before you. And the kid goes, wow, okay. Well, what about the eye patch? And the pirate, he turns away from him. He's like, no. Nah. It's like, whoa. Barkeep, another shot in a pint. He puts it in front of him. Pirate drinks him, but he's like, still, no. Kid goes, how about a pitcher? Two pitchers. And just fill one of those pint mugs up with whiskey. Let's go. So they put the pint and the mug of whiskey in front of this pirate, and he drinks the entire thing in one go. Just, we're talking a pint of whiskey. I don't know if you've ever tried that. It's not advisable. The kid sips his. You know, he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> then the pirate chases it with the pitcher of beer, and he's like, all right, so... It was a beautiful day. Not a boat to be seen. Out on the high seas, not a cloud in the sky. The captain was in great spirits. I had just gotten, you know, extra money from our last raid. Uh, we were flush with rum. We were full of food. We had enough salt to keep the meat fresh for weeks. He's like, okay, so what happened? He's like... Well, there was an albatross, and it was circling the crow's nest. And I looked up, and the albatross shit in me eye. So the kid goes, what? So an albatross took your eye out with shit? He's like, no, it was me first day with the hook. That's my favorite pirate joke, and I learned that from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I love that joke so much. Oh, I wish I wrote it. Anyway, um, yeah, so thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Be safe pirating. Yeah, careful with that hook.